Now recording. Hello, Craig. I had also considered, um, every once in a while, there will be like a snip. So I record, oh, somebody's loud downstairs. I don't think that's yelling. Hang on. Or is it? Oh, it stopped. I don't know. Maybe they were just like, hey, wait, uh, I forgot something. Like, who knows? Oh, uh, well, was there a gunshot? Because I would stop it. There were no gunshots. No. Are, are you sure? Yes, I do. I do know what most types of gunshots sound like. Um, but no. So, what? Uh, wait, that sounds ominous. You may, you may want to uh, go highlight how you know how many how these gunshots sound. Oh, I. I mean, I've grown up around guns my whole life. I grew up on a farm. Um, I've been hunting numerous times, like IRL, um, target shooting. Yeah, I I also have a bunch of of family members who uh, have or do serve in the military, and they get they get toys. You know, like <laughs> we'll bring home automatic weapons, and I I don't know if they're supposed to or not. I I don't know. I don't know what regulations are on that stuff, but they've brought them. And also, my parents are are many things, and one of them is preppers, and so my dad has got a gun safe filled with many types of weapons, firearms, that should be illegal. <laughs> so, uh, question. Answer. Uh, since uh, he's a prepper, and, and we've learned what happens at whenever you know, the world shuts, shuts down and uh, people have to hold up, has he invested in a floby? <laughs> <laughs> or some way to some way to cut his own hair because we saw these uh you know men cho- uh, man children uh absolutely go nuts because they couldn't uh, uh, get their hair cut. I don't know if he has, but I do know what one is. So, like, I don't know if he has one or not. I wouldn't be surprised if he does because my dad is very much like my dad never served in the military, but he's very much like a high and tight like kind of military like flat top haircut mm-hmm. you know like that uh 60s oh, right, hair. that that like 60s or 70s like military haircut hairstyle mm-hmm. but and for those who don't know the Flo- ob was sold in what the late 70s early 80s uh and big on uh late night tv it basically attaches to a vacuum cleaner and it's a way to cut your own hair and yes it's as terrible as it sounds yeah my grandfather had one. He up until the point where he went bald, like that's how he cut his hair. And yes, his hair was awful. Like I'm not I'm not a very fashionable man, but like I do know a really bad haircut when I see one. Mm-hmm. And he and had boy. a lot of bad haircuts. Yeah. I don't this is probably going to sound really mean. I'm glad my grandfather died before when I was young because I would imagine based on the rest of my family that he also was like a really awful person, but my memories of him are only from when I was really young, and mm-hmm. so it just was like he's the fun kind of farmer, like down to earth, like farmer guy who teaches us stuff, and we ride the horses and you know go hunting or whatever. Like that's mm-hmm. all I remember of my grandfather. He died when I was nine, I think nine or ten, something like that. And I'm someone who doesn't have very many early life memories. This was not the story time that was intended to tell. Yeah, kind of the same for me. Not a lot of uh, 
early life memories, and honestly, most of my memories of my family suck. Amen. Preach. Testify. <laughs> my brother in Christ. Oh. I like saying that way too much. Like, the, the, kids, the, the kids these days, like, the first time one of them was like, please, my brother in Christ. I'm like, hang on a minute. Like, is that just a thing that, that teenagers say? And she was like, yeah, pretty much. Because I'm like, you are an atheist. She's like, yeah, but that, it doesn't matter. That's what people say. Uh, well, uh, uh, okay, uh, question for you. Do, uh, do you hip bakers say my brother's in crust? <laughs> I like that. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna. I'm gonna use say that to someone now. <laughs> my brother in crust. When next time we do some Christmas cookie baking or something, my brother's in crust today. Yeah, I was gonna say. I just. I need to plan out my cookie baking. Cookies. Anyway, mm. uh, y- you were saying. Yes. Um. The first thing that I was saying was that I use Craig to record our D&D sessions when we mm-hmm. have them for note-taking and posterity's sake, because, like, you know, I'll, I'll record the session, and then I won't get a chance to, like, reflect on it or make any changes or anything moving mm-hmm. forward, so, like, I'll, I'll go back through and spot stuff. But, like, every once in a while, since I'm recording every session, it's like every once in a while something will happen, and it's like you can pull it out of context, and it's, like, hilarious or stupid. And, and, and don't so, forget blackmail. Yeah, yes. But from a few sessions ago... There was, like, a puzzle room that uh, one character got in and, like, a really dumb NPC character. Um, they both, like, got themselves stuck in this Graham puzzle room. Graham the Hobo. Graham the Hobo has shown up a couple times, but he wasn't there. Graham the Hobo <laughs> could have gotten him out of that situation. But the, the one the character... Graham the Hobo just did the corner with a Rubik's Cube. Oh, that should be another puzzle. Like, you, you everyone walks into a room, and <clears throat> you see Graham the Hobo sitting in the corner with a Rubik's Cube. What do you do? Uh, but he's trying to solve it with his feet. There are people who can do that for I real, know. though. No, no, no. Graham is trying to do it with his beard. <laughs> How does it work? It Who knows? But it, it kind of does. Oh, no, no. I, I, I just, I went to a place that it's much worse, so we're going to go for it. Yeah. Uh, he's trying to do it with his man tits. <laughs> oh, Graham. His prehensile penis. I'm not sure if I want to know how he got that. He's a he's a magic interdimensional hobo. <laughs> Almost anything that you say could be correct. But yeah, I've got all these like little snippets, and like I'll put in a, put them in our D and D Discord channel. Be like, haha, remember the dumb funny? But I could, if there was like a, we ran out or something like that, could be like, oh, here's a little Franken insert. Mm-hmm. Like if this is from some D and D session. Anyone who's playing D and D understands. Like, you don't need any context. You can just listen to two people be dumb and fail to say, solve a puzzle that you're like, I know the answer! I know the answer! But they're, like, overthinking it. <laughs> also, it never ceases to amaze me. Like, I read stuff online, like, trying to design, like, puzzles or whatever. And you'd be like, oh, yeah, this really simple classical puzzle that everyone has heard of. And then it's like, I drop the thing, and they're like, we've never heard of that. And it's like, uh-huh, so much for being a simple classical puzzle that everyone has heard of. But uh, but no, story time. And I'm not saying anything because I don't want to make a fool of myself of uh, not hearing of that one. Uh, have you heard of the gentleman's uh, archway or the gentleman's doorway? Uh, is this the one with the guards? or? No, that's the one with the, the, the two guards where one only tells the truth and the other mm-hmm. one only tells lies. Yeah. 
No, the the gentleman's doorway is like you approach this this doorway or this arch or this hallway, mm. like some you know some variation on that. And it's as you approach, a mirror image of you appears, and it it it's a mirror image. So anytime you try to walk past, like you run into it. Um, and the way to solve the puzzle is to actually like step aside and allow it to pass. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, like you are the gentleman. And so it, it, like, disappears, and you're allowed to pass through the doorway. I'm not sure I've ever actually heard of that one in particular. So, hey, I'm a fool. I mean, I also hadn't heard of it when I read the guide. Oh. I was like, I haven't heard that, but, you know, I haven't played, like... Well, I've know, never uh, played D&D, so... Yeah. It's like, I haven't played very many puzzle-focused campaigns. But I'm like, you know, all these people are veteran players from multiple campaigns for, you know, many years. It's like... So probably they've heard of it, and like one of them is going to be able to solve it really quickly. No, it was fifteen minutes uh, of hilarious agony on their part, and they managed to solve it by accident. But that's okay. There was one that I did that was like mostly to like take the piss. That was like it was literally a door that you pushed a button, and there was a countdown and some flashing lights. And when it hit to zero, hit zero, the door opens. Mm. But to listen to, to, to two people panic for like five <laughs> minutes because they're like, Oh my God, it's flashing and it's beeping. What's it doing? What have we done? We're going to die. And then it's like, there's a beep and the door opens. <laughs> they're like, what did we do? And then one of the players who wasn't in the room goes, guys, I think it was literally just a timer. A very loud timer. Indeed. But the story that, that we we were doing this little snippet of a recording to actually tell was, I, I messaged you on, was it Friday or was it Saturday? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah one, one of those two. It, it, it was, it was like, a day. It was like, the next time we talk, I have a story to tell you. So, um, for anyone who's, who's hearing this, this franking content, whenever it comes out, if you don't know... Uh, we started a commune. Me, my wife, some of our best friends. We bought a house um, together, like a pretty big house, a few acres of land. Um, we all live here together, split the cost of housing equally, utilities. We've got a little fund we set aside for like maintenance and like projects. And ultimately, it lowered all of our costs of living. There were some initial like hurdles to get over, but <clears throat> it has lowered the cost of living for all of us. Go figure, communal living. And in some ways gives us a lot more free time because we can split up shores and daily kind of things, stuff like that. But um, there are there are eight adults and then my kid who who live here. And we've had a couple of people who have came and gone. It's, you know, they're friends of people who live here. They're not one of the core members, but they, they stay for a little while. They take on an equal share of stuff. Um, they can stay for as long as they want unless there's, you know, some kind of issue. And then and then they go. So one person who lives here, one of his best friends, his name was Sam. We're just gonna we're just gonna name and shame. I don't think Sam is ever gonna hear this. And if he does, hi Sam. Um, fuck you. Oh, <laughs> that's a little harsh. I'm mean, that's maybe yeah, but it's 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 how I uh, especially but, how hey, I felt but, this hey, weekend. Hey, but you wouldn't pass it up, right? So Sam, a little backstory. Um, Sam has lived here for eight or nine months. Um, I have talked on and off with you a little bit about how after Nate left, Sam became the problem child. Mm-hmm. Stuff to do with with uh, lack of responsibility, poor cooking skills, poor communication, a few other things that in some areas he's shown improvement on. But 
But definitely not the cooking skills. Uh, no, definitely not. Um, he has holds the record for most kitchen fires started. <laughs> Granted, it's only one, but no one else here has started a kitchen fire. Technically, I've started a kitchen fire here, but it was because there was some grease on the bottom of the pan. Yeah. So it kind of, uh, I looked over and there was a, like a small smoldering uh, fire, but it, it was nothing out of control. Yeah. It was more, oh, well, look, I got a gas range. <laughs> but, um, so when, when Sam, and, and again, this is all just smidgens of backstory to, to lead into the, the main, main story. So Sam, when he moved in, was dating a girl. I think her name was, it was Anna or Anna or something like that. I, I never met her. Um, you know, for me, Sam is like friend of a friend territory. Um, so I didn't know her, but he was having trouble with his relationship. And he went and talked to his best friend who lives here and an, another couple of friends. And they, are, they were all like, hey, man, you know, like, it's not working. You should just break up with her. Or at the very least, like, take a break, talk to her about some stuff, you know. Like, we can be there for you if you want. That kind of stuff. You know, supportive. But, like, he went to them for advice, and they gave him advice. Would you care to guess what he did? Ignored it? Uh, yes. Um, but would would you care to take a guess at, at, like, what he did in ignoring their advice? Set a small fire. <laughs> well, that's a regular occurrence for him. But, no, not on this occasion. Uh, oh, boy. He cheated on her. Oh, for fuck's sake. Mm-hmm. Now, when I when I messaged you earlier, there were you know I said like yeah, there's some stuff you're gonna be like oh that's bad, and I'm gonna be like oh but it gets worse, right? Mm-hmm. So he cheated on her, um, mm-hmm. and the girl that he cheated on her with, he started dating. Oh oh boy, this was four uh, ish, huh? Steak. Yep, this was four ish, five ish months ago, something like that. Um, I'm a little fuzzy on the the details of, of the timeline until we get closer to, to present day. Um, so their relationship, you know, begins, um, Sam and his girlfriend, uh, are both, uh, professed Christian people, like deeply religious, conservative Christian people. Sam is in the military. Uh, Sam is a walking billboard, uh, to advertise toxic masculinity. Oh boy, one of those. One of the ah. things that he said when he came here was, you know, you guys, I respect all of you. And... Uh, uh, is there a butt? Is there, is there a butt? Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, okay. I guess there's kind of a butt, but like, he does, <laughs> there's not a butt in this, this statement. He's like, I respect all okay. of you. You know, like, uh, you guys are obviously like doing some right, you know, some good stuff with your life, degrees, careers, like, you know, good friendships. Like, I want to learn from you guys. I want you to teach me how to be a better person. So that that it's, that doesn't sound so bad. Starts off on the, on the mm-hmm. right foot in that respect, but then he doesn't listen. Cheats on his girlfriend. Starts dating this new girl, and they are both deeply Christian people. Good good, good little good little Christian children. Um, they're they're both young adults. They're both in their early twenties. So fast forward a few months. Um. He starts having some second thoughts about this relationship. Oh, Goes and talks to his people for for help, for for guidance, and and again, same kind of guidance. Like, listen, buddy, like 
you know, uh, have some conversations, talk about your relationships, where you want to go in life. You did jump straight from the relationship with your other girlfriend into this relationship with her, and you cheated on your girlfriend with her. So, like, that's a really complicated start. Like, maybe just take a break. Slow your roll. You know, like, think things through. He did not do that. Cheated again? No, not to my knowledge, but he did sort of double down on this relationship and started talking about wanting to get married. Oh, boy. And everyone was like, nope, that's really a bad idea. You shouldn't do that for all of the reasons that we said. And also, you've only been dating for a couple, three months at this point. Like, shouldn't do that. Don't do that. Well, he he goes and he starts talking to more people. He expands the circle, oh, you know, because if everyone is telling you the same thing, they must be wrong. So he wants to find people who are going to reinforce what he wants to do. To my knowledge, everyone that he talked to, me included, told him that it was a bad idea to get married right now. He like, does it. Like, don't, don't do that. You know, don't get married. Don't, don't go through that. And he, he starts to get clearly, noticeably, like, resentful and bitter. And starts avoiding us, avoiding time with family activities. Starts spending more and more time at his job, which he ultimately loses um, because he's doing stuff with her. Like, he's blowing off work to go hang out with her, his his girlfriend. Um, although he's he's still... He's, I don't fully understand how, like, the mechanics of being a reservist, like, I get the idea of, like, you know, the, um, once you go into reserve status or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, you go do training every so often, um, just to keep your, uh, all of your stuff, like, up to date and refreshed, but he, he works on the military base. And he's there a few days a week, but he's not active duty. And, you know, I don't, like, I'm not saying, like, he's lying or making it up. I just don't, like, understand the mechanics of this. So, he's not active duty military, but he starts spending more and more time on base and working more on base. Um, especially yeah, so, after... So military light. Got yeah. It, military. Yeah. Um, so, th this is happening, and he's becoming noticeably hostile towards people, like, including, like, you know, his professed, like, best friend who lives here. Like, starting avoiding to, him. Starting to scout out some clock towers around town. Well, we don't have any of those. There is there is a big water tower, though. Um, so, you know, maybe. I hope not, but maybe. So anyways, let's fast forward a couple of months. He starts getting into arguments, like, open arguments with Katie and with his friend and... Um, even like he even gets into an argument with me, which I shut that shit down real quick. I'm like, slow your fucking roll, homie. Like you might be in the military and you might think you're hot shit because you know, you're 10 years younger than me, but I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> like that was like, that was the direction that the argument went in. I was like, I will kill you. I don't think anybody else here would say that or would do it, but look me in the eyes and tell me I'm wrong. Like, that's, that's the level I had to push it. Like, I don't do that very often. I hate, I've only ever had, I've only ever done that one other time when someone threatened Katie. And I was like, listen, if you don't shut your mouth, I will fucking bury you. 
Like, that is my wife you're talking about. That shit doesn't fly with me. I also pretty much promptly ended that relationship once he, like, threatened my wife. Mm-hmm. But that's another story for another time from several years ago. So, then things start not adding up. Um, I mean, and like, you, you supposedly were spending so much time at work, but, right? Yeah, so, we're we're all, as a house, like, having a conversation about this. Like, what we call the high council, which is, like, those of us that are, um, you know, the oldest and sort of... Even though, like, we split things evenly financially, like, responsibilities are not split evenly, and we're the ones who are kind of, like, in charge of managing everything, we call ourselves the High Council, because it's funny. Um, we were, like, talking about this. Sounds like, you mark my words. He's about to run off and get married with her, or she's about to come up pregnant. And everyone was like, no, he wouldn't do that. He's, he's you know, he's just, he's Samuel. He's ooh, 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 a little ooh, rough ooh. around the edges. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Let, let me guess, let me guess, let me guess. Uh, why not both? <laughs> we'll we'll get there. We're, we're getting there. We're getting close. <laughs> you didn't shoot. You didn't shoot me down. <laughs> I didn't shoot you down. We're getting close. So, uh, I um, that was uh, a month ago, maybe two months ago tops. But then things start not adding up. Um, you know, it it's small things at first. Catching him in a little lie here or a little thing there, where it's like. You know, he just plays it off as like, oh, I forgot. I've, you know, something changed. I got called in here, or called in there. But like, we know, I mean, we don't know everybody, but we know tons of people in this area. And so we start asking around like, hey, what was, you know, have you seen Sam? He said he had to do this, but like, we thought we heard he was over here. And like, it just seems weird. Like, we're worried about him. And, you know, so we start hearing like, he's not where he's, he says he's supposed to be. He's you know, spending lots of time in Chattanooga, which is weird um, for him, and he's going and... and well, like, it's also a funny word, Chattanooga. It is. And he's talking to people about, you know, about, like, um, you know, what what would they do? What Do they have advice for, like, parents and for early times of getting married and he's just got a lot on his mind and he's thinking about his future, and this boy doesn't think about anything you know, beyond, like, tomorrow 99% of the time, you know? So it's like, something's up. Something's up. So last week, um, he tells multiple people in our house a different story about why he's not going to be there for family night this week, on which is which is Friday, this, or, you know, last week on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like something came up on the military base, and he got called in for a, a job interview for a new job. And, um, you know, he's thinking about moving out soon. So he's going to look at a new place. And he tells one person and then, like, swears them to secrecy that he's uh, going to look at engagement rings. Uh-oh. Um, and he's like, he's telling everybody stuff, and he's like, you know, I don't know, it's not concrete, probably not worth talking about, like, and it's weird, like, we're not asking him, he's just, like, volunteering this information. Um, Katie is the only person that he directly, like, directly asked him, like, hey, I need to know, are you going to be here for family night or not? Like, we're, you know, we're, we're trying to figure out what we want to do this week. Are you going to be here, yes or no? Like, I need to know. And he told her that 
he was going to be. And then, like, the, the day of, he tells her, actually, he's not. So, we, it's Friday afternoon, Friday evening, and we're watching a movie and, and eating dinner. Like, we all order Chinese food and we're watching a movie. And several people's phones go off at the same time with an uh, Instagram story? Is it Instagram? It's, one of the, it's one of the social medias that... Oh, that, no, he went to Vegas. ...that the kids used. No, he did not go to Vegas. But his girlfriend is, is no longer his girlfriend. She's his, she, he's engaged, and they've got a wedding date set before the end of the year. And everyone... That's uh, tough to do, at least. Uh, in my, my state, it was. Uh-huh. It's tough to do here, too. So I, I, I'm, like, start chuck Like, I start giggling. I'm like, I told you. Nobody ever listens to me. I told you. But they're all mad because he has been lying to them and found, come to find out he's, like, manipulating people in the house against one another. And so we spend hours, like, four or five hours talking through, like, everybody's feelings, how mad they are, the betrayal they feel. You know, she, like, we hold a vote, like, if they get married or when they get married. I'm playing my hand a little bit too much there. When they get <laughs> married, uh, they they can't live here, so we're going to kick him out. We need to talk to him. Tonight's probably not a good time. What happens if he comes home while we're all still talking about this? It's like four hours of conversation. We get to about 11.30, midnight maybe. Almost everyone has gone to bed. There's just a few of us up in there in the living room when we hear the door bolt, uh, unlock, and in comes Sam. And he's got like a bag. In it. I mean, it's just like, you know, a gym bag. I don't know what's in it, but it's just a gym bag. And he walks in and he's like, so, I guess you all heard the news by now. Um, and just like the yeah. way he said it, like everyone was like stressed and mad at him. And like the way he said it, like a, an argument almost immediately broke out. His best friend um, is, is really upset and mad. Like he's the most mad. And I think he's the most, the one who has the most justification for being mad. Cause it's like, you know, he was like, I vouch for you to come live here. I have like, you know, kept everyone calm for some of the stunts you've pulled while you've been here. And this is like, this is how you, you know, you treat me, how you treat us. And it was not a very productive conversation because it wasn't a conversation. It was a shouting match um, where that there was almost a fight, like a physical fight that broke out between the two of them. And, you know, I, I did my thing again. Like, I, I did not. Okay. I carry a gun whenever like a lot of places around here like um i don't talk about it very much i I think i've talked about it with you i've talked about it on the Mm -hmm. show before there's a few other people who know but like if i'm not at my house and i'm not at work um and you know like my kids school or whatever like i don't take it in there i respect you know their uh policies and whatnot but you know if i'm not in like a few places like i'm carrying a gun i don't usually carry it on me in the house but you know i i creep upstairs because, like, I, I'm watching this, like, spiral out of control. And Sam has no impulse control. And there are some stories from him where that he has, like, assaulted people before, broke someone's legs. And it's, like, the kind of stuff, like, again, toxic masculinity stuff. It's, like, oh, that person was, like, abusing 
their you know their their girlfriend, so I'm gonna go break their legs. It's like that's not how you solve that situation, bud. But okay, so I creep upstairs. I get my gun. I come back downstairs, like not brandishing it, not waving it. It is tucked away. I'm just like, if this gets out of hand, I'm going to I'm gonna deal with it. Like I had I had decided like if he loses it, I'm just going to shoot him. Because my kid's upstairs, my wife is down here, like, I, I, he's got guns and knives, like, in the house, which is fine, don't have a problem with that, you know, like, we've talked many times about guns on this show, but, like, mm-hmm. he's the kind of person that if he gets mad, he'll walk in the other room, he'll get a gun, he'll come back, and he'll shoot somebody. So, I, I do that, I come back, the yelling is going on, like, they're about to, to get into a fight, like, Sam swings, and... Tim gets out of the way, and I'm like, then I yell. Like, I use his full name. I'm like, oh. you need to sit down, and you need to shut the fuck up. This is over. And, like, everyone just, like, whoo, like, silence falls over the room. And, like, I'm looking at him, and he's, you know, like, we're, we make eye contact. And I tell him, I was like, this discussion for tonight is over. It's not a discussion. Y'all are about to fight in my living room. I was like, my wife is here. My kid is upstairs. You, you are not welcome here tonight. We can talk about tomorrow, you coming and getting some things that you need with supervision. But you are not welcome here. And he's like, he opens his mouth. And I'm like, it's not a discussion. Remember the one time we did have a discussion? That's in play. Do you have your keys? And he like, he holds up his keys. And I'm like, okay, I'll see you tomorrow. And then, you know, then there's there's some huffing and puffing, and then he leaves, and there's some, like, standing by for a little while. Everyone, like, talks about it, because that was, like, really, like, stressful, obviously. Um, and then we get a call um, from his now fiancé, and she's hysterical. Like, she calls Jack their their friends um outside and like i have met her her name is also katie so it gets complicated when you know my katie and and the other katie but you know she's very upset because um you know like he called and he's pissed and you know she's like what's going on i don't understand and uh so then we get to talking to her Uh and she doesn't say that she's pregnant although i am convinced that she's pregnant I, I cannot be dissuaded from this unless you show me an ultrasound with no, you know, with no fetus inside. But, you know, she's she's upset. Um, you know, she thought this was supposed to be a happy time, that this was supposed to fix their relationship, not make it uh-huh. worse. And it's like, wait, what do you mean fix your relationship? So he has been manipulating and gaslighting her and using their religious beliefs to coerce her into marrying him when she's not comfortable marrying him, at least according to her in that moment. Oh, boy. And then that was kind of uh, further explored on Saturday and further explored on Sunday. And then um, there was kind of radio silence yesterday. And then today, Jack went to go meet and talk with Sam and I think his his Katie 
um, his, you know, his, his fiance about the situation, but further sort of digging is like, the parents didn't know, and they're not on board with it. Neither set of parents are, especially her parents. And it's just like, oh boy. And I hate this. I hate every second of it. Like, it's, it is, I, I will admit, like, it feels good to, like, talk about it, because I've been really quiet about the whole thing with everybody, because it's just like, I'm just here. Talk. It is, and I'm just here to, like, take care of people, you know? But to, like... That I mean, that's kind of my role. Like I, you know, lots of people around here call me dad because it's like I'm upstairs or I'm out in the garage or I'm working on a project, and you know, I don't, I don't make a lot of noise. I don't need a lot of things. I'm just like here, and whenever people need stuff, like I'm one of the first people that they go to 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 fix things. And then it's like if a situation gets out of hand, I'm there to to fix it. So. I haven't been getting like super involved because you know it's really it's not my place. I'm you know friend of a friend situation. You know I'm not going to stick my nose in it unless I have to, or to just like help other people sort things out or like be comforting. So I haven't really talked about it all that much with anybody except people here for a few days. So it does feel pretty good to talk about it, but like I hate drama. I hate drama so much. So he's moving out. Um, we who who knows if they're actually going to get married or not. I'm convinced that she's pregnant. I'll give an update when I know for sure she is or isn't. Um, and uh, the moral of the story is: don't be religious. Don't be and an also, asshole. Also, don't don't be an asshole. And also, also getting married won't fix your relationship if it's broken, and having a baby won't fix your relationship if it's broken. Go to therapy. Or just break up. Oh, of course a therapist would say that. Right. <laughs> right. So, that's that's my story. Woo. So, that, yeah, many moments where it's like, but wait, there's more. Okay, what odds are you given uh, him of cheating on her by, let's say, the end of next year? 100%. If they stay together, 100%. <laughs> because I don't want to say this year, because, yeah, there's, you know, not much time left. Although, yeah, the phrase the phrase used, I I heard about this at, you know way after the fact because you know they've clearly been having sex for a while. Uh, but when I oh, I heard no. the first time that they had sex, like he told her that they were now married in the eyes of God. Oh, for fuck's sake! Yep. And let me guess, he's uh, oh, let me guess, he's Catholic and doesn't believe in uh. Uh, birth control. I don't know if he's Catholic or not. I've never asked him what his actual religious beliefs were other than, like, vaguely Christian, but definitely hardcore. You know, mm-hmm. like... There are not a lot of Catholics in this area. There are. There are, but... This is more of a Church of God and uh, Southern Baptist mm-hmm. area. Although Southern Baptists don't believe in, in divorce. Um, mm-hmm. And um, I don't think they believe in contraception either. I don't know about Church of God. I'm just saying it right now. I'm I'm betting that he doesn't believe in contraception. Now I'm googling Church of God beliefs on birth control. Uh, the Bible does not allow for birth control. Something about the Apostle Paul and his writings. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. There you go. Well, they also don't believe in uh, grilled cheese because yeah, the Bible doesn't talk about that. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's that. 
that story. And that's still the short version. I mean, you know, those are the most important details. And but yeah, those and, assholes will wear polyester. <laughs> or even worse, let their women talk and have uh, uh, places of authority. My God. How dare they? I mean, if we're going if we're going hardcore Christian, you know, uh, the Bible's the literal word of God it, it is unerring. Oh boy, you could uh, go to some uh, crazy places with that. Yep. Even when even when I was a Christian, because you know I mentioned this before, I grew up in a Christian home, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Like I was not like a. a, a the Bible is a literal word of God thing. Cause there's so much of it that just doesn't make sense at face value. If you read it that way as a, a book of allegory or, you know, ideas and guidelines, like, sure. I can see that. Like, you know, I, I mean, I can't, I'm not religious at all, but that makes more sense to me than like, no, it's, this is literally here. What you see is, is what you get. But then it's like, you know, the subject that the Bible literally has nothing to say about, they would be like, oh, but what it says is this. It's like, okay, is it literal or is it not? Mm-hmm. And the answer is, it's whatever it needs to be to exert the most control over you, but they, they don't, they won't tell you that. Almost like the cruelty is the point. The cruelty is the point. Also, look out, my bias is showing. <laughs> <laughs> I will not apologize. But, um, Yep. That's my story. Also, I'm I'm I forgot to mention this earlier. It, it is vaguely video game related, mm-hmm. um, which is uh, that you know I I messaged you yesterday. It was yesterday, and said that my you know eight hour, twelve hour, twenty hour long Elder Scrolls deep dive guy yeah. released an eight hour Starfield video, and I started watching it. I'm like three hours in to mm-hmm. the video. Like I've been watching it in, in chunks. Um, and uh, one thing that cut, like I, it feels so vindicating to hear someone who's like opinions, um, you know, it, on, on games and, and criticism that I respect uh, have learned, you know, because of the way it's presented and how thoroughly things are researched. Et cetera. like, I really respect his opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that he was like, you're going to hear me use one phrase over and over and over again in this video until you're sick of it. Mm-hmm. But it is the key issue that Starfield has. There was no design document. And then he has like sources to back it up to where that there are like in a couple of interviews it stated like they don't really use like a master design document. And then he has stuff from people who work in Bethesda because he's built up contacts now mm-hmm. who have told him like, yeah, no, we did not have a overall design document. We were all working isolated from each other. Boy, and does it's that like, show. It's like, boy, does that show. I'm so glad that like, you know, it, it's not like it's not something that we just made up or read into it because of our bias. It's like, no, they literally had no overall, no overarching uh, design ethos. Which makes sense with some of the design stuff, like, you know, the outpost being practically worthless, unless you want to, you know, have a bunch of resources for the Radiant Quests. Because yep. otherwise, the resources are pretty much worthless. Never mind the fact that there's nowhere to store the fucking things. He hasn't even talked about those things yet. <laughs> it's like, in, the first hour is like, 
here's my sources. Here's the receipts for all the things that I'm going to talk about. These are the themes that are going to go through the entirety of this deep dive. And it, it basically boils down to there's no design document, so there's no overarching thesis. So anytime you say, well, why doesn't this make sense? There's no design document. Why doesn't this story make sense? There's no design document. Why do these things seem so disjointed and unused? It's for the DLC. Wait, wait, wait. No, there's no design document. <laughs> Why is all the temples the same? No design document. He's like, that was a really... He did a, He He's like, the section I'm in is talking about the temples and the powers right now. Yeah. And how messed up they are. And there's like, there's a lot of criticism that me, we made. But because this has been his project for the last couple months and he's done... I think he said he had done 10 new game pluses um, and oh had been compiling data for spreadsheets on certain things um, that the temples and the artifacts, something we didn't notice is how random they are. And he thinks the reason they're the same is so that all of the random artifact droppings and the things for the quest lines can work mm-hmm. with like the minimum effort possible. So they made the temples all exactly the same. That way, there's never anything that's too specific about one artifact or the other to whether it results in, like, sequence breaks or oddities with, like, mismatches yeah, and because, the powers you're supposed to get. Yeah, because Bethesda games never have sequence breaks. Yeah. <laughs> never. They never break. They never have bugs. They most, never have... Most Bethesda game ever. Which he talks about that, too. He's like, yeah, most polished Bethesda game either. Ever. And then there'll be like a, a, a short like bug compilation. He's like, sorry, I couldn't help myself. That's not the point <laughs> of this video. There have been uh, many other people who have already documented the wealth of, of bugs in Starfield. Mm-hmm. Other than me bitching, I'm only going to like talk about them if they're relevant in some way to, to the story or the, the, the critique that I'm doing. He's like, this is not a technical um, breakdown of the game. It's the technical stuff will come up where it's important, but it's mostly about the story and the design and how and why Bethesda or why, uh, why Starfield is such a, a bland, uninteresting experience. And I'm like, yay, say mean things about Bethesda. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, no design document. I There's got to be somebody who's like doing a counter in the comments. I should go look for that. I would bet he's said it 50 or 60 times already. So, anyways. Uh, do you have anything else you want to say to Craig? Uh, no design document? <laughs> Craig has a design document for taking over the world. Don't you? You good little Craig. All right. Good night, Craig. <laughs>